0: It's Sports Arena, and it is Rebooking ECW, a weekly look into the world of extreme and updating it to 2019. Always find a way to make these things right. Um, You're myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. How are you doing, Jay?
1: Woo-hoo. I'm doing good. Um, it's getting hard as we get more people in, because you know the, the, the people we can choose from becomes less and less. Hmm. Um, but... Yeah, let's let's rebook. Let's rebook. For
0: those who haven't listened to the show before, basically... Where have you been? Where have you been? There's a whole little thing you can listen to. It's good. Have a marathon on. on. Basically, what we do is ECW has happened. We're in the same universe, but it's 2019. You have all the active wrestlers in the world. A millionaire slash billionaire has gone to Paul Heyman and said, I want to start ECW. Find someone like to like to replace the original roster, and that is what we're doing. At the end of the show, we'll probably do a rundown of who we've done so far, but that's getting harder and harder. It's getting longer and longer. This week, we are talking Tommy Dreamer, Pitbulls, and this time, I am going to surprise you, which you'll probably guess because you only received Tommy Dreamer and the Pitbulls.
1: I... Secretly hoped that the pit counted as two. but no. I I, I yeah. So am looking well, forward to having no answer prepared to, <laughs> and seeing how this is going.
0: Well this week, obviously last week I didn't do that great. So this week I'm
1: hoping I do slightly better. No, I'm hoping you don't. I'm hoping you but don't. you've you've picked some some tough ones. Tommy Dreamer and the Pitbulls are already Pretty tough, so I'm, I'm I'm petrified as to what you've got as a a secret hidden one. <laughs> Where would you like to start? Um, I think we'll start with the pit bulls. The
0: pit bulls. The pit bulls. Um, the pit bulls. obviously for those who listen know we do we're ECW. We're looking back at East ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four hundred one on one of the other Sports Arena shows. Go check it out. Um, Pitbulls have just won the tag team titles defeating Raven and Stevie Richards in a dog collar match with the Super Duper Bomb. So, go listen to that podcast.
1: Spoilers. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I mean, Pitbull's in ECW quite interesting. Obviously, Pitbull won, or Pitbull, the Pitbull, yeah. uh, came in as a singles wrestler. Yeah. Um, weirdly... Booked, so not in any way, shape, or form successful as a singles wrestler. Although his push would suggest otherwise, um, seemed to have quite the under, un the um losing streak for a little while. Yeah, uh, managed by Jason, uh, and then introduced his brother Pitbull Two. Um, yeah. I don't think they meant as a like a brother in arms kind of. Yeah. Twin brother, uh, twin brother from a different mother, kind of style, rather than the Dudleys or or any of the others that are, or Ian and Axel Rotten, who are meant to be related. Brothers. Yeah. Um. And uh, between the two of them, make a tag team that um, uh, is known for its kind of high impact moves, um, its intensity, um, and uh. Yeah, running through the competition and has just um, sort of turned face in ECW that we're watching. I mean, it's hard to tell because everyone's kind of shades of grey, um, but seem to be more goody than baddy after turning on Raven and Stevie, yeah. um, and as you said, have just won the Tag Team Championship for the first time.
0: It's true. So... When flicking through teams of these, obviously I wasn't really prepared to play harder than what I thought. There wasn't a team that ticked <clears throat> every box of them, but I felt a team yeah. that could edge it and I could go with was um, the Viking Raiders.
1: For the second time, only the second time, um, we're going to match on that. That's nice and straightforward.
0: Um, yeah, basically, you, you touched on high-impact moves. Uh, obviously, that's them. But they've got a gimmick that allows them to be slightly wilder, I'd say. Yep. So they sort of be slightly wilder and can be crazy. You don't necessarily have to do your stereotypical promos because they've got a gimmick that gives them the freedom to uh, sort of creative expression and that sort of thing. So... Yeah, I think they're, they'd be a good good fit. Yeah,
1: um, uh, I mean, you're right. They don't have the backstory in the same sort of way. So they've come in as a tag team. They are far more successful than uh, the Pitbulls have been in the sense that they've been everywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, they've won uh, Ring of Honor Gold. They've won... New Japan, New Japan Gold, yep. yeah, New Japan. Um, NXT, uh, NXT now, uh, and uh, you know it's it's really only a matter of time before WWE, yeah, uh, main roster stuff. Um, uh, I think that they are better workers than Pitbull. I don't think that's that's insulting for me to say. Um, but um, you know that that Smash Mouth level, the intensity, the um. Uh, intimidation. Um, I, I all think um, uh, works very much as a as a read across. Yeah, um... uh, I went through a lot of tag teams,
0: and I really didn't want to pick a a WWE tag team, but I, I felt they were just the only ones that really were there or thereabouts.
1: Yeah, I mean, that intimidation factor is a big one. And there's not many big, intimidating teams around in the same sort of way, or at least not that could come to mind.
0: I'm probably missing well, no, like, no. some really
1: obvious ones.
0: Know, um, you're right. I mean, it's gone are the days of like, you know, your, your road warriors and your demolitions and powers of pains and, you know, teams that just steam to the ring and sort of beat the crap out of people in that sort of sense. But I mean, you could have. See, so you had people like um, AOP, but they yep. and they, but they had the sort of brute force, but they were lacking the almost crazy gimmick in a sense that gave them that freedom. So they had the size, yeah. but not. And they don't really do the impact moves in the same way. You know they could easily do like the super bomb and all other stuff like that because they have the agility with them. So I think, yeah, perfect fit.
1: I I think that's um... it's got to be power, power, power.
0: Yeah, well, right. that's it. That's 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 the greed. They would have thought, one of the hardest picks is one of the easiest answers.
1: I mean, this is going to be a really boring show if we agree on all three. Um, but bearing in mind i don't even know the third one. It might be difficult for that to be the case. It might be, but it might just there um, next one
0: is Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence, um, an icon of the show uh, started off basically a sort of cheesy baby face, yeah, but evolved into this Very legend pretty- boy. Obviously, Tommy Dreamer we have brought back as the now Terry Funk. So he's sort of still there, but he needs someone to obviously replace him. And we'll probably feud with him, I'd imagine.
1: Uh, yeah, at, at some, some point. point at some um, um, uh, team, yeah him so,
0: initially and go on to feud with.
1: Yeah, a little bit of a mentor, a little bit of a role model, and then um you know, have some feud with. Um, I, uh, you know, kind of the heart and soul of, of ECW. Yeah. Um, very much the baby facing in peril. Um, although, you know, <coughs> quite good at, uh, you know, holding his own and, and battling through. But, you know, feels like the person who is destined to be turned on by tag team partners for all of his days. Yeah. Um, Uh, innovative in his uh, in his moveset I mean you know there is a reason why he is known as the innovator of violence Um, loved by the crowd won over a very hostile crowd Yeah, um, came through and and won them over and really became uh, a fan favourite and someone who legitimately could be believed as a badass and someone who would you know, go to the depths to, to really kind of fight and, and battle through. Um, we are in the middle of watching, uh, well, I say the middle, it's nowhere near the middle, but in the middle of watching uh, his feud with Raven um, and, you know, a feud that he can keep hot for years without actually getting a pinfall on the guy, without actually beating him uh, in that way. Um, but still there's enough belief in the character that every single time a match between these two came up, everyone believed he had more than a chance and you know this was his time and I know the rest of it, but um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, a really pivotal character has to be able to hold people's sympathy, has to be able to hold people's uh you know be kind of almost the the vein that connects the fans to the product um uh yeah a difficult one uh, an iconic one you know you're you're a bit like your franchise player if you pardon the pun
0: yeah
1: um who'd you go for um Again, you know, work rate's different because um, the work rate expected in 2019 and the work rate expected in 1995 is is different. Um, But I looked to find a – who I feel is um, uh, a good-looking baby face who – Gives away a lot of heat is is usually kind of the wrong end of a feud. But for some reason, the the fans still rally behind and push quite heavily. Um, uh, I went for Finn Balor. Um, I think he's got uh, a real sympathetic kind of feel to him. Yeah. Uh, When he's in these matches, continually getting beaten up and double teamed and blindsided and, you know, spin his lot all the way through his WWE career. Um, And, uh, you know, still is someone that every time uh, you see him, you know, can, is believed to something more, Um, can be, can grow into the the name to carry the brand. The title went on him. You wouldn't um, think twice about it. Alternatively, if he was in the middle of a card against four people trying to get his revenge on, a certain person, um, that probably would fit quite nicely with him as well.
0: Yeah, that's a great shout.
1: <clears throat> My one, <coughs> sorry, Tim.
0: just um, dying. My one's different because I know that it doesn't tick a lot of the boxes because he's not the guy who sort of, maybe in his indie days, he's not sort of the super face even though he sort of is now but I went for um, Kevin Owens because because I believe he could fill that role to be basically the iconic hero and everything to do it It, it's hard because I know him as a fantastic heel and that sort of is the natural role you'd want to see him in Mm. but he, he can do sort of the babyface role. He he would be the icon. Look-wise, if you want to delve into that, he'd be the guy wearing the the W shirt. So he sort of, he, he ticks not all the boxes. He would tick enough of the boxes. He's the guy that I could envision feuding with, the Tommy Dreamer, after teaming with Tommy Dreamer. But Mm. it almost like I'd see him turning on Tommy Dreamer. But that's forgetting that Tommy Dreamer is now Terry Funk. So it's kind of weird, if that makes sense. But but I I could see him filling, I'd say, 70% of the character. But there's there's still 30% that obviously is a bit like caught up in my own. You know, it's hard to forget. You know, Steen in Ring of Honor, where he's just, you know, fucking amazing. Yeah. But you have to almost step away from it and think, no, but he can be. But even that, he was still getting monster reactions and he he was loved. And, you know, he wasn't, was he a heel heel or, you know, it's just so.
1: A bit of both. And then when you fold in his PWG stuff, which was amazing, but, you know, he wasn't an out-and-out heel in that. He was you know, he, he did a bit of both again. Um, so he has you know, got some practice. He has got some, some chops doing the, um, face kind of stuff. He has, um, got that ability. I think that he's got more of a dark side than Tommy dreamer, um, has shown. Yeah. Um, but I think there is something that you could do, um, there with, um, Uh, trying to um, channel that into that um, hardcore-esque innovator of violence coming up with a really sick and twisted way of hurting his opponent um, kind of thing. I mean, I don't think that's too big a stretch from what we've seen especially looking at some of the matches with um so you know some of my favorite matches are um the final battle i think it's 2011 2012 um with jericho yeah the bookends with generico. Mm. um and just the creativity and the storytelling in some very very hardcore matches um i thought were were, were brilliant um so you could take that vindictiveness and channel it against, you know, the baddie. So he's almost like a, 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 a good guy doing bad things, I think. So you could kind of um, take some of those those elements and just, you know, show that he's um, the the baby face that has been pushed too far which is some of the stuff we see with Dreamer, especially with his r- rave view.
0: That's it. And the promos, he could easily sit backstage and do promos. He would obviously, in my opinion, do slightly better promos, you know, but, you know, I could see him sitting on the stairs out the back with the candles, you know, sort of dripping the wax on him. That sort of vibe that you see from Tommy Dreamer. and
1: mm. uh, I don't know that that fight everyone uh gimmick of his you know fight i wins, fight fight steam fight kind of thing kill steam kill kind of thing um i think very much plays into the never say die attitude of of tommy dreamer and e c w and that's
0: the thing and i could i could see him being you know the icon. You know, would it be ideal that he was the baby face forever? Probably not. But even if he was a heel or did heel antics, he's that sort of cool that he would still get cheered every time he came out anyway. So yeah. is, it, is it any really different? That's what
1: I just sort of...
0: It's, is, it's is whether
1: that... he could stay in shades of grey without going heel. I, I just think, you know,
0: an ECW crowd would lap him up. I think
1: R.O.H. Yeah, the ballroom and stuff like that. I think he could do <clears throat> that shades of grey stuff. Um, probably more than Finn Balor
0: could, because Balor, um, Balor, early Tommy Dreamer, one hundred percent Balor. Yeah. it's just whether Balor could evolve into sort of the latter. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, what are you
1: thinking? I I like Baller as a pick. I really like Kevin Owens as a pick. I think I'm going to back yours.
0: <sighs> That's big. No arguments from me. No, I just think, because obviously you, you did you have wrestlers that you love and you, you want to get into this roster somehow. And he was one of the ones. I was looking at other people and this uh, this felt like the, the natural fit for him. of uh, Everyone that was sort of coming up. Only sort of one other person that I felt he potentially could have replaced. But, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I mean... It is, and part of it's, you know, as you said, it's the biases of um, where we are with things because you'd want Kevin Owens to be in it because Mm. we're both big fans of Kevin Owens. You'd want Kevin Owens to be in it in a quite...
0: Prolific way. Large, yeah,
1: yeah, role, you know, not just a, a... kind of a, an underneath kind of guy because you, you believe in him and who he is and what he does and his ability and his talent. Um, so yeah um, and again you know if you were, if you were being presented this to be successful and make money, he's the kind of guy that you'd want to front and center because um, you know even as a former ROH world champion even as a former universal champion, NXT champion, IC champion, uh, US champion. He just feels like there's still such untapped money in him um, that you'd want him to be in a prominent role mm. for you. So yeah, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna back your play on that one. Oh, perfect. Now, are
0: you ready? No, for this mystery pick. Go for it! All right. I will leave before I say who it is. The question after is simply, "How do you like my mystery pick?"
1: Return,
0: returning this week on ECW Hardcore TV, the episode we're watching on ECW, um, Jason, manager of the stars.
1: So you start doing a little bit of the the who Jason is and what Jason means to ECW, just so I can buy some things from buy More.
0: Then <laughs> so I think I've got a good one for this anyway. Uh, so basically, Jason, he comes in as a wrestler, but mainly a mouthpiece slash manager. He goes around. He sort of wants to build up a stable, a collection. A famous line: How'd you like my suit? I he's the most handsome man, best-looking man in wrestling, or sexiest man in wrestling, I think it's the official line. Uh, manages multiple champions, including um, Dean Malenko to the TV title. Manages the Pitbulls early on. Mr. Hughes, he's just returned with the Eliminators, even wrestling in that match. So he's able to wrestle but you sort of mainly, he's, the manager in the latter years that we get to know, he's probably more famous for his run with Just the Incredible, where he's sort of is one of his mouthpiece, you know, just sort of just standing there and doing Jason stuff. But um yeah, somewhat of a sort of self proclaimed pretty boy um antagonistic kind of mouthpiece.
1: Yeah, um <laughs> apologies for the coughing that's all right um yeah i mean has been the manager of champions all the way through tag team spe- specifically but um uh, <clears throat> also some very big named um uh singles wrestlers as well malenko being kind of the one that jumps straight to mind exactly um with this has i was going to say with this
0: obviously it doesn't have to be a manager it could be a wrestler that you think would work as a manager like we did with um Say woman last week.
1: Yeah. Um. I um, for me, it's the physicality bit. It's the fact that he's a wrestler. He's a manager um, can do a little bit of physicality. Uh, we're seeing a little bit more of that recently. You know, we, we've seen him in a match with Mikey Whitbrack or a few matches with Mikey Whitbrack. We've seen him Uh, win the TV title for himself. We've seen him uh, in a six-man tag at Gangster's Paradise with his new team, the Eliminators. Um, uh, I think... So the name that jumps to mind, bearing in mind this is my surprise one, um, I'm, I'm pretty impressed that I've got any names at all and I've kind of come down to two and they're very similar Um, but the name that jumps to my mind is um, an ex wrestler um, known as quite a pretty boy in his time um, had to retire early uh, due to a bad neck has had some um, shown the ability to do a little bit of physicality recently um, uh, would be very good on the mic. Um, I'm going to go with Edge.
0: Interesting.
1: Not against that. <clears throat> Big star, though. It's true. It's true. I mean, there's parallels in how he got there. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be very good on the mic. Um, well we know he's <coughs> Mike. Um there is the ability um for him to do a little bit of physicality and get involved. Mm. Um there is, he's shown with being a heel in the past that he has the ability to talk people into the building. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, the, I, I think he's a bigger star than Jason was. Um, you know, a number of world championships. Um a Hall of Famer um part of a legendary tag team um has had some legendary matches um on the biggest of stages yeah um yeah. and might run the risk of uh overshadowing whoever he is with um anyway that's enough about Jason what are edges good point <laughs> um <laughs> And this thing, so, um, yeah, it's it's uh, the other name that came up. I came up with, and I think this was the Pretty Boy stuff, was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, but for me, that's even bigger. You know, Mr. WrestleMania, uh, the icon, the showstopper, the main event, it, it's even bigger than. And I can't see, I've never been able to see Shawn Michaels stand. Next to someone who wasn't um, next to Sean Michaels, if you know what I mean. 100%. Um, you know, whoever they were, whatever they were doing, however big they were, um, and next to them is the icon, the showstopper of the main event, Shawn Michaels.
0: Yeah, no, I get that.
1: I went slightly
0: <clears throat> lower down the card with obviously a bit more time to think about this. And I went for a guy who I think, he is a wrestler, but I think he could step away, become more of a mouthpiece manager, but also do the wrestling when required and could probably be quite funny at exactly the same gimmick. And I went for Fandango. Fandango's
1: an interesting one.
0: I I felt like through his transitions from when he was on NXT to the actual Fandango sort of character to just sort of fashion police-y. I I could see him doing this. Because I I thought either Tyler Breeze or Fandango, but I thought kind of Fandango edged it for me as sort of like I I could see him doing this role.
1: Yeah. So the bit that, that really speaks to me for fandango bizarrely is their speech and cadence is very similar exactly so you could hear fandango doing a Jason promo quite happily because he has that low and deliberate voice yeah cuz i went through
0: i was flicking through rosters and there's was only when his name popped up, I looked and I was just like, oh my God, that's, that's my pick.
1: It's a good pick.
0: You, you it's, it. almost as if,
1: it's almost as if you've had time to think about this and I've had to do it just off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, I can't lie. I think maybe the mystery ones in the future, it might be worth almost saying at the beginning of the show. So the back of your mind, you got the whole sort of show to think about it.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of it being kind of a live conversation, though, because
0: that's right, it works. It works. It,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 just quite one one week.
0: You just your instinct would just be like boom, and same
1: with me. It's going to happen. It will, but on this one, I think you've got it. Um, I think the the problem I have with my pick is um his journey to being the manager in the sense of um i i I think on spec i don't think I've done badly at all there no, spec, um, well, my thing is i think spec you've nailed it my issue
0: with um, apart from him being a big star and multiple championships eliminating forgetting all that is I would probably find it harder to hate Edge. When there's times when Jason, you'd be like, oh, Jason. And he has that sort of, you'd you'd appreciate him, but at the time you think, wow, this guy can be annoying. And that's why I sort of think Fandango could sort of fill that role when Edge, I think if he was associated with a stable or a group, I would just think it was really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he could get the the heel <coughs> heat. But I think that would be difficult. Um, uh, and I think that um, yeah, I'm I I, I, I I'm still stuck on the fact that um, whilst I think that there are a lot of similarities and I think there's a lot of good stuff you could do there, um, I do think that you can't just put anyone with edge because he's going to eclipse a lot of people. That's it. If he was in the ring. Um, I mean, you know, one of, one of the most successful managers we've seen in recent times, um, in Armando Alejandro Estrada, um, which is his name from the past, isn't it? Um, uh, you know, was brilliant because he built Umaga up incredibly. Um, but you were always aware of Umaga being in the ring and you were always aware of, aware of Umaga's presence. So he never kind of stole from uh, Umaga, whereas uh, I don't know how easy it would be for Edge to be in the ring with um, uh, an up-and-coming tag team like um, uh, Fashion Police, for instance. You know, if, if Fashion Police, uh, if to, to keep the, the Fandango logic, if Fashion Police were uh, being managed by Edge, then... Yeah, it, I think it would be a little bit. It, it, to a degree, it's what you're getting at the moment with um, Paige and the Kabuki Warriors. You know, I was literally about to give them as an example.
0: I think that's the sort of Paige is sort of too much of a star in her own right. And but again, the team just is it, the wrong team. You know, if you'd put her with yeah. um, her sort of Rhea Ripley and, you know, someone else, it, it would have fitted perfect.
1: But I think one of the things is that she has to do all of the talking for them Hmm. because of how they've set it up. Um, And as such, um, you can't look beyond her. True. So I'm going to back you. I'm going to give you the clean sweep this week. Um, which sucks because I was doing well up until this week. You got
0: the clean sweep last
1: week. Yeah. So and I was looking to kind of at least keep some points on the board this week. Just remember,
0: it's a a journey, not a competition.
1: Isn't it a journey?
0: It is a journey. Should we go through the journey so far? Tell us. Tell us who we've got. So far, we have got. Um, Tommy Dreamer as the modern day Terry Funk. New Day as the modern day Public Enemy. Cassius Ono would be JT Smith, Cody Rhodes, Eddie Gilbert. Brian Pillman Jr. would be Stevie Richards. The Coffee Brothers would be a bad breed. Cesaro playing Dean Malenko. Braun Strowman replacing 911. Johnny Gargano is the modern day underdog instead of Mikey Whitbrick. Jimmy Havoc would be your hardcore legend instead of Cactus Jack. Ricochet, which was the first double pick, we both picked it. Would be replacing the high flying Scorpio. Uh, Zena Vega would be woman, and from this week, the Viking Warriors would be the Pitbulls. Kevin Owens could replace Tommy Dreamer, and Fandango would replace the How'd You Like My Jason? I think we have quite the roster
1: coming up. It's coming together nicely, isn't it? It is coming it's, together um, nicely. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's my pick next week. It is indeed. Um, I think I will give you a surprise Oof. because, you know, that's what I like to do. Um, and I might mix up the genres slightly. I might do a little mix of... uh dare go to 98, would we, after our journey the other week maybe maybe a little bit further on um you know really look at some of the people that we've not even seen yet um and i might go very much back in time and revisit some of the eastern championship bodies as well oh
0: you're definitely trying to gauge your people back here aren't you
1: i (laughs) um I, I, I like it when we bounce around a little bit and fill out the roster with, with, you know, not just the big names, but some of kind of the real foundation blocks of uh, Eastern or extreme. Um, uh, I, I, my, my reticence slightly on some of the more future ones. Um, we're talking about them being future ones when it's talking about an organization that's that closed. 29 years ago, Push. 20 years ago. Touche. Um, yep. But, um, uh, you know, we've not seen them in our journey uh, recently hmm. um, and therefore might not be quite as clear as how they fit on the big picture of stuff and how they um, kind of, you know, the importance they play uh, in, in the whole, whereas some of the others we have done. Yeah. Um, And then my surprise one, I will will be a little bit kinder in my surprise one in the sense it will be someone more current to what we are currently watching in ReCW, so kind of 95-ish.
0: Oh, I like it. I am ready.
1: Um, Speaking of ReCW,
0: as you probably heard us mention about 37 times during the show, we do a podcast each week looking at classic ECW hardcore TV called ReCW. That's part of Sports Arena. Go check that out. We normally cover about two episodes a week, so it's easy to watch along and get your views as we go. Also, go to zazzle.co.uk or .com. Simply search Sports Arena. Check out some of our T-shirts. Look the part, feel the part, live the part. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week as we continue to rebook ECW
1: we will do and in the meantime check out all of those things we've just talked about join the conversation on social media oh. and uh you know
0: Forgot we that. can be
1: part of your world at
0: underscore sponsoring on instagram and twitter
1: and yeah or if you're on anchor sense the voice note tell us who the obvious person we missed tell us who your picks would be um mm-hmm. and if you want to uh Drop in a couple of suggestions for who we could use as the uh, the mystery third man, brother. Then, um, do it. You know, let us know. We will play them.
0: Oh, we will play them. See it. Perfect. Thank you very much. See you around. Bye.